Hello and welcome to episode 3 of the J-Rod Sports Pod with me, James Robson. And I'm Ollie Dix. So today is number 3 in our quarantine catch-up series on the NFL. And over the last two episodes we've covered the draft process and who we thought has done well and not so well coming out of that. So today we're going to mop up everything around free agency and how the NFL is looking to come out of the coronavirus quarantine and into some semblance of normalcy going into next season. So let's get to chatting about free agency and the start of the 2020 season. Moving, like, linking, like, what you said about your Patriots, like, at the end of that, I suppose, like, whilst they're not my biggest losers from free agency, I'd say they they, they didn't win in free agency. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd obviously losing Brady is always going to take your limelight away from you and it makes you question like you said do they is their quarterback on their roster now or not you know like uh, I just so want them to sign Cam (laughs) but I do think Cam automatically makes you in the AFC East a, a contender like to win but like getting rid of they not only got rid of Brady they got rid of Van Noy Collins Shelton and Harmon which were all big contributors on the defensive side yeah and obviously Belichick can seems like train anybody to be a good defensive player but like players especially Van Noy and Collins Collins's production went down a bit towards the end but they were impact players that make difference and they were also like leaders exactly yeah. you know they were they were guys that Belichick could sort of rely on to instill the values that he wanted in in the you know the Patriot way exactly. And I said I would say that only, I mean, signing Hoyer just sounds like a safety move a bit. You know, like he's on like silly money, like one point two mil, which is you know pittance in the NFL. But the only good thing I'd say that they do was tagging Joe uh, Thuney. Like, uh, you know, which is a good move short term because whatever QB you have, then you have someone who can help protect but long term do they pay him big money the patriots have never paid anyone big money so like ultimately like you're not going to keep tagging him so like i just feel like with their free agency it's they've not and the draft really they've not done anything to settle an unsettled ship yeah you know your captain of of belichick is is there is at the helm still but actually like where where do you go from there a little bit? Are we? Would you say you're finally in a rebuild, or or are I, you I like don't, middle? Do. Like you're just drifting a little bit and seeing actually they're never going to tank for Trevor. So I, yeah, <laughs> how I, do you try and rebuild? Because there's no free agency signings in there. I think it's one of those things that I think they're as long as they've got better check there. Like I don't think that will ever be a conversation because I think that he will be able to get wins out of a team that has no right getting wins yeah a bit like Flores did with the yeah. Dolphins yeah, yeah. You know, it comes and, from that line and like I could see if if the Dolphins don't quite click this year and Tua isn't quite as hot out of the gates as people think he might be and you know they leave Fitzpatrick in there and Fitzpatrick is not Fitzmagic he's Fitzpatrick you know I can see them having a go at the AFC East because you know, traditionally it's been locked up for them. Yeah. And I don't think like they they'd have to pull out one or two big games to get uh, you know, an AFC 
an AFC East win and then suddenly you're in the playoffs and it's like, well, hang on, if you can get into the playoffs with Jarrett Stidham. Like, yeah. The second losers, I would probably say, is is like you have said earlier with the Packers. Like, they didn't do anything, similar to the Patriots, they didn't do anything in the draft and they didn't do anything in free agency. Um, they're... They paid big last year. Uh, well, they spent a lot last year in free agency, and this year they paid for that um, in in not having anybody to really go for. Um, and and like you said, like I think if this year, like they didn't do anything to go one better than their AFC Championship game appearance, yeah, or NFC, sorry. So like, actually, like you do, I think. If they don't get off to a good start, the questions will start to go around Green Bay as to, you know, what have Lafleur and, and Gutekunst done to, to actually improve this Packers team? Yeah. And I think they're so tight up against that salary cap, aren't they, that they are they are in a tough situation, but it feels like there hasn't really been a sort of creative look at being like, okay, because it it it's always that discussion with the Patriots as well. It's like even when they do get close to the salary cap, everyone's like, well, they'll figure it out, they'll be creative and they'll, you know, they will sign someone that no one's thinking about and do something. It just seems like yeah. the backers aren't really doing that. They're sort of just going, well, this is all we can really do and, and just hope that Aaron Rodgers is... Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers and, yeah. you know, he pulls a very big rabbit out of a very little hat. <laughs> and it's, I don't know with them and, and it's... Do you just rely on Lambeau being a very intimidating place to play? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> staying in the NFC North, they, they'll, you know, we've spoken already about uh, the Lions not really doing much. And if I'm being honest, the Vikings look like they're in a bit of a play with Dalvin Cook, uh, like holding out. You know, is he going to do what um, Melvin Gordon did? Is he going to hold out or not? You know, he's not attending t- team practices but the other team in that uh division is the bears and i think the bears royally messed up their free agency they overpaid for everyone they signed a linebacker they opted for the older and less productive uh Kwiatkowski over Travathan they signed Jimmy Graham for 2 years for 16 mil for 2 years and <laughs> with a no trade clause in so that tells you what Jimmy Graham thinks of himself last year four catches for 30 yards with the Packers yeah you know like that's you're, you're signing Jimmy Graham there on his reputation of maybe three four years ago not not of today um, and then they traded for Nick Foles now albeit the fourth the fourth round pick that they got from the league was compensation for free agency stuff but you know, <laughs> you're asking Foles to compete for a starting job in training camp and you now don't really have a training camp. Yeah. And do you take Trubisky on, <clears throat> I think he's on just over three mil. That's a backup salary. Yeah. Foles at 15.6 for this year. I wouldn't be surprised if Foles starts. Really? Yeah. Foles just, starts the season. Mm. Just because I, do, I just... But does it take you any further than the eight and eight that you were last year? If you're the Bears. But I think by now you know what Trubisky is. Yeah. I don't think he... I mean, they were running a very, very small amount of their offense last year. 
Like their offense was very basic with Trubisky under center. And at least Foles means that they can open it up and, you know, he's able to compute more things that are going on. I mean, I just think Trubisky should have picked Mahomes. Or Watson. I mean, <laughs> yeah. One of the two. I just don't, I just think... You feel sorry for the Bears, don't you? <laughs> I just think that Foles is someone that is a known quantity. Like, he can get decent... Yeah, you know you can get decent production out of him, and to be honest, like he wasn't bad in Jacksonville last year until he got hurt. Yeah, and now they're just like riding this weird Minshew train. Yeah, <laughs> that no one really understands. Uh, and I guess the only positive from the Bears was signing Robert Quinn uh, from Dallas. Came off eleven and a half sacks last year, but again, like not a a clever deal. Like okay, like productive at the moment, but it's a five year deal. Yeah, and for a production rate of of a lineman like that, then like you're not really asking for much help like down the line. And again, it's a, a rubbish contract that they're going to have to deal with at some point later on. The only thing I can think with with Chicago, whether they're signing people to create the culture they want, yeah, you know, like whether they're signing people to that locker room who can be like, you know, take in some ways take the heat off Trubisky to be the leader. Yeah, like they can just let him try and figure out how the hell you play quarterback in the NFL, and they can look after all the other stuff of you know managing the whole team and and making sure that everyone's doing the right things because he is still young, like he's yeah. he's a young guy, and and is that too much for him at this point? So yeah, it's it. it I, I still think the best move they made in like the past twelve months is Mac. Yeah. It's getting him for a first round pick, that's as good a first round pick as you're gonna get, you know? And like if you know, you can only expect, I suppose, Quinn's numbers to go up if he's on the opposite side to Khalil Mack. Yeah. You know, like creates disruption, doesn't it? Yeah. Um and then my my last loser and arguably like the biggest losers, I think I can't see them doing much this year is the Texans. You know, like you already like touched on you know, you get David Johnson, which, you know, was a bit of a hero in the all or nothing series for the for the Cardinals, but actually, you know, has missed eighteen games over the past three seasons and this year and the next two years gets paid twenty mil. And that's just I think that might be more than what they were paying Hopkins. Yeah. You know, like so you're just you're not doing much to, to help yourself with that and That's a lot for a running back. Exactly. And a and a running back that isn't that productive based on things and then you know you uh, got so, since 2017 Watson's had the second most pressures in the league and he's had the sixth most sacked QB in NFL and the offensive line the free agency didn't get any better yeah so for me like you okay the, it was the ninth strongest offense in the NFL last year but you take away Hopkins and all you replaced with Hopkins is Randall Cobb, which what you talk about your third string uh, running back in the Dallas Cowboys. That was him last year. Mm. So you're not replacing him someone with like, replacing him with someone that can actually go and give you some yeah, it's numbers. It's not like to like trade that. It's a... um, and, and so, yeah, and I guess that the only positive is, is they, they, 
got some strength in their depth in their defence. They signed uh, Philip Gaines, Vernon Hargreaves, Eric Murray and Jalen Watkins to kind of strengthen a, a 19th strongest defence in the in the NFL. So a lot of, you know, cornerbacks and safeties there that, that help you out a little bit. But again, you if you're a Texans fan, what do you look forward to next yeah. year? You look, at some point, Watson's going to get hit and it's not going to go very well. Yeah. And he's coming up on extension sort of extension time and... and this is the time that you know these last two years when he's affordable you need to start saddling up on right let's protect him let's make sure that first of all we've got a quarterback for a long time and second of all like actually while he's still cheap let's see if we can make a run at this as opposed to trading away your number one you know threat exactly and so like you speak of that trade someone who did trade well for a wide receiver I'd say is the Bills you've got got Stefan digs out of Minnesota and for an offense that actually was begging for a little bit of help with uh, Josh Allen um, yeah. and you know they were the 26th offense in the league last year so getting Stefan Diggs yeah. is, is definitely a, a win for them in, in free agency um, so moving on to our winners uh, talk a little bit about your the Cardinals like you mentioned like that that is definitely a win signing Hopkins yeah. and you know uh, Kyler Murray offensive rookie of the year last year like you said he started to come alive a little bit in the NFL he was <laughs> he was a slow grower but I wouldn't say that that's their biggest move in free agency uh, their defense was something that they needed to work on last year they were 16th offense in the NFL but their defense was 28th yeah so actually um Whilst they signed Kenyon Drake to help with a replace a non-productive running back, um, the signing of Devondre Campbell, who led the Falcons in tackles, um, Davon Kennard from the Lions and Jordan Phillips, they all help the Cardinals become a bit more of a rounded team, I think, and especially with Cliff Kingsbury in, in state. Yeah, I'm interested to see how Cliff Kingsbury sort of starts to put more of his fingerprint on this that team because yeah. it, it everyone was quite quick to judge him at the start of last year and obviously Kyler as well like he had a lot a lot of doubters but uh yeah I'm excited to see how they get how they get on and I think it's they're doing they're making very few bad decisions yeah which I, I think is is almost the most important thing it's like yes you want to make good decisions but don't make bad decisions <laughs> yeah um, the biggest winners I think in all of NFL is Tampa the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, purely out of attention from the NFL world will be a win next year whether it's good or bad yeah. they're going to get the attention that Tampa hasn't had in a long time you know you talk about Brady and okay even Brady knows that a cliff at some point is coming he will be bad at some point the only hope for the books is that it's not in the next two years where actually he has an offense that can do something. You know, Goodwin, Mike Evans, they signed Gronk. Nobody knows what Gronk's going to be like, but he's a pure winner. He's won yeah. and knows the culture that, that needs to, to happen or needs to take place. But I think the the best thing for them is getting rid of Winston. He just put so much pressure on their defense last year. He 
he threw, a, I think it was a league-leading 30 interceptions. And so the amount of time and like points that you lose on the field straight away like puts your team and your defense in bad positions. Like yeah, yeah, definitely. And and I mean, like the NFL has has repaid them for signing Tom Brady by um, giving them loads of like prime time games and and things like that. I think the the interesting thing is like even like even with Brady going there, like. What, he's two years 50 million yeah something like that like again another like Tom Brady classic like I'm going to take money but not ridiculous money so we can still do things and yeah yeah get me some weapons and I think that's something that very few quarterbacks would have done and that's you know that's why he is who he is who he is and why he is that you know the best that, that that's, that's ever done it because He's able to go, you know what, I'm going to make more money in the long term if I win loads of Super Bowls and take less money now. Yeah. Um, And the Gronk thing, like everyone sees that as a loss for the Patriots, but I mean, he wasn't playing for the Patriots. So actually in some ways, like that's a free agency or that's a draft win for the Patriots. Like they got a fourth round pick for nothing Yeah. because he was never going to play for them. You know you're clutching at straws for positives when that's your positive. Um, I think the only good thing, or the only thing that I would worry about Tampa next year is that their defense was ranked 29th. So actually, you know, you, you talk about Winston and the field positions that they were put in, and you know everything. Time on the field. Time on the field. I mean, they and, were playing like three quarters. Exactly, and so like obviously that worries you, but hopefully with Brady being there, that they're a bit better. The other thing that they did was they franchise tagged Shaquille Barrett, who had nineteen and a half sacks in twenty nineteen. So you know to do that is is a good move and to do that and not reset the market with someone who's producing that amount of sacks exactly is, is impressive you're in a good place um and ba i think the ba tom brady offense will be interesting to watch because that's exciting for all football lovers yeah like that's big you know big plays down the down the field but that's not the Tom Brady that we've seen. No, we've sort of seen flashes that of like oh eight with Randy Moss. <laughs> so do do they just absolutely turn it loose and see what happens? Yeah, that's exciting. Um, and then and then last but not least is is some a team that I one day hope makes the playoffs because there's so much hope there, and that's the Browns. Uh, I do think they are winners of free agency. Uh, signed Jack Conklin from the Titans uh, and Austin Hooper um, to a not a, an extortionate deal, but you know he got his money there. Um, the big thing for me though is is Baker Mayfield. Uh, the the offense was twenty second in the NFL last year, and he was tied for second uh, in interceptions, throwing twenty one. And I think this is a huge year for him to to make sure that, you know, they've got Conklin in there that steadies that front line. Hooper gives him another option. But <clears throat> you almost have to ask yourself, if you were to put any other QB in there with Baker and their offensive weapons, you make the playoffs, I think. Yeah. And you expect Beckham, like Beckham, Odell Beckham Jr. to come back and... and be productive and and with Landry then like you you expect that but they didn't really bring anyone on defense and they were ranked 20th and you just do you get Mars Garrett back yeah but 
how many times do you need to say that this is the year for the Browns? Yeah, no, I, I, I do agree. I think one thing that I think has completely flown under radar is that Case Keenum has gone there. Yeah, I agree. And I think he's a really good, he'll be a really good person. Like, again, watching him on the all or nothing thing with the Rams Yeah, and and following his career a bit after that, like, he seems to be a good person at bringing on young quarterbacks and he's very similar, like, build-wise. So they won't have to go, oh, we're playing with, like, someone who's vastly different to Baker. You know, he will be there and he, he will just be good at... I mean, he's been in so many different he's, places. He's good at situations where there's not a lot of pressure. Yeah. And, like, if he does end up playing, then there won't be pressure on him because, actually, it'll have gotten to a point where they're like, right, we need to stop Baker getting so bad. But I think he's a good men. I think he's a good mentor. Yeah, and like, did think- well in Minnesota, didn't he? But then couldn't really produce in Denver. So, you like... Uh, yeah, but, uh, you know... My thing with that is like, okay, so he didn't really produce in Denver, but they brought on Drew Locke and they like Drew Locke. He's their guy. Yeah. Then he went to Washington and they brought on Dwayne Haskins and they're like, mm, yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah. He's going to be our guy. So like, uh, I think the Browns are probably hoping that they do that. I mean, the thing that I find, I mean, you look at the Browns organization, like the head, you know, Kevin Stefanski and... And Andrew Barry, like though that that's some brain power. Yeah, there, like they are really smart, and they are starting trickled like, down. Yeah, yeah, they are doing things the right way. Yeah, so yeah, you just got. I mean, like it, I think it's the perennial thing of like you just I, everyone now is hoping that they do something. Yeah, because they were the laughing stock for so long, and they don't deserve to be. <laughs> like everyone deserves to have a little bit of fun. Yeah, sometimes. Mate, definitely. But yeah, and then like honorable mentions, like uh, like we spoke about the Dolphins. I think the Saints did. Wouldn't, don't think Taysom Hill is worth what Taysom Hill got paid. I think he's good, but he's not worth. I think it was sixteen mil for a year, and that was basically a look. You are our cute quarterback of the future, but also thanks for everything as well that you've been doing, especially with signing Winston. That's only good for him, like you said with the Colts. Uh, signing Philip Rivers and DeForest uh, Buckner from the 49ers. I think they're two very good moves that actually, like you said, start to put them in a place where they can go to the playoffs and, and like we mentioned, the Bills. So, so yeah, like <laughs> plenty of winners and losers, but there's certainly that middle pack that that we haven't mentioned much of today that, that haven't done much in the, in the NFL world in this offseason. That was the third and final episode in our NFL quarantine catch-up series. Join us next time for an in-depth look at the NBA and what's going to be happening down in Orlando when basketball returns to our screens. Until then, please make sure you subscribe, follow us on social media and let us know if there's something you want to hear.